Hi, I'm Orla McNeilis. And I'm Ricardo Deacon. And you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. And this is a recommendation game, a film with a big podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen, we watch it, and then we meet to discuss it. This week's film is Logan from 2017, you might remember. It's directed by James Mangold, produced by Hutch Parker, Simon Kinberg, and Lauren Schuler Donner. Screenplay by Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green. Story by James Mangold. <laughs> Based on James Mangold. <laughs> Based on Wolverine by Roy Thomas, Len Wine, and John Romita Sr. Starring Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Boyd Holbrook, Stephen Merchant, who I did not recognise, Richard E. Grant, and Daphne Keane. Music by Marco Beltrami. And the synopsis is In the near future, a w- <laughs> in the near future, a weary Logan. <clears throat> in the near future, a weary Logan cares for an ailing Professor X at a remote outpost on the Mexican border. His plan to hide from the outside world gets upended when he meets a young mutant who is very much like him. Very much like him. Logan must now protect the girl and battle the dark forces that want to capture her. A children, very of men. Good a children of men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> this week's film was picked by Ricardo for our first comic book superhero movie. Yeah. And I thought the uh, well, the reason that I picked it uh-huh. uh, was I for one I think that it is a very very good movie uh, beyond being a superhero movie. It does uh, a lot of genre work as well that I find quite interesting, and there's a lot to talk about in that level. But I think above everything else, is a very good put together movie, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that the performances are just top notch. I think that. Hugh Jackman, if this performance was in any other movie, Hugh Jackman would be nominated for an Oscar, like, yeah. without question. But I still think that he might. But I think that it Ooh. might be touch and go. It could be, like, the 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 dark horse the kind of. The one they but, shove in there, yeah. but he never wins, yeah. But I think that this is better in a way that even the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. Because it succeeds so well to do what it wants to do on its own merits you know it's it's not looking outwards it's looking inwards as a piece of cinema that none of the decisions made in this movie are based on something that well it could be like fan appreciation or uh, fan service or even to market kind of uh, forces that is a movie that works on its Oh, merits. I don't know if anyone was out there crying out for it, the kind of Western comic book movie mashup. I don't know if anyone was yeah. out there <laughs> crying for that. Well, it's a movie that, in a way, uh, because of the way uh, the Fox works, that it happened because of Deadpool. Because the success yeah, yeah. of Deadpool was not only that it could prove that you could make a narrated movie uh, and with that superheroes, it would make, that it would make money. Yeah. Because this is very R rated. Uh, but yeah. more than anything is that it's um, that if you get people that are really passionate about the characters and the story and you give them kind of full control but you just lower the budget slightly mm. it, it'll not only make money but also have critical praise and also like audience uh, it doesn't feel like a movie made out of like a balance sheet like yeah, movie uh, by committee even the, the <clears throat> best Marvel movies even like Spider-Man Homecoming which I really liked mm. still feels as part of a of bigger something else universe. a bigger it feels like a good episode from a TV show rather than a movie in itself and this movie has an ending this movie has a beginning it has a middle and also I wanted to pick to 
to see uh, i know that you're not big into comic books per se and comic book movies and i don't know how many of the x-men movies you've seen mm. so to see what your take would be coming fairly cold to it compared to myself and i think the also the timing of the movie to come out uh, with all the talk about borders and like yeah being it's strangely topical like. isn't it yeah but it, it, this movie was two years in the making oh like, yeah, yeah nobody yeah, yeah. would have thought no, that no, 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 trump this... would have won like yeah, no. uh, when they started making this <laughs> yeah so it's the the weird thing of cinema the it, it can never be something immediate as a response to uh global events but sometimes it hits a nerve that yeah, it just has the local coming out I think you can do that time. a lot sometimes within genre as well yeah. as sort of like allegories for for different things that are very relevant and obviously like you know Trump yes but at the same time immigration is always not that I don't know if, if X-Men is actually ever was ever intended as a direct kind of racial or yeah uh, it was yeah yeah I don't know if it yeah I mean I think that it's obviously not like directly for immigration maybe necessarily but that it fits very yeah. well and especially because borders well like north the ex- north border south yeah. border are both invo- very involved very big in this, in this yeah, movie yeah. yes and uh, it has um <clears throat> but just before asking the movie just to answer the question is that x-men was always uh, a way of dealing with race in america yeah uh, and in a way that people would read it and hopefully because most of the characters are white as well <laughs> and in the case of wolverine canadian um, which doesn't get mentioned in this movie, but I was like, okay, I did one not thing. know that. Uh, first Canadian superhero, but it's the like you see even in Wolverine the, is Canadian. Yeah, yeah, like uh, he's Canadian. Randomly in the comic books. Yeah, like born in eighteen eighty, <laughs> and okay, and the which will come back that statement. I'll I'll ask you a question relating to that. Okay, but um, that you all always see like laws against mutants and like how a uh, lot of mutants being taught that's like the whole principle of the school was like us versus them yeah like, the, and the, the segregation sort of and aspect also the of the two arguments of like magneto and professor x that used to be friends that one is like i think that we can integrate ourselves in the society if we uh support them and Magneto thinks that you have to topple society for them to accept you, kind of thing. Like become the like it's would be Martin damn Luther it, King it, versus Fassbender. Michael Max kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which makes everything about X Men always deeper. It's always been both in the comic and even in the movies something deeper than most comic book, uh, most superhero movies because comic books. That's it's a very, a very broad, broad genre. It's, it's yeah. not. A, it's a medium. It's not yeah, a genre. Yeah, no, it's so. a medium. I know. Oh, jeez, I know. But <laughs> yeah, uh, without further ado, what did you think of the movie? Uh, yeah, it's funny that you say that about. Um, uh, I have no um, background with this series at all. I think I've seen maybe one or two of them. I have a very sketchy awareness of the the background. Like I knew who the characters were. Um, I, I think I've definitely seen maybe one of the Wolverine movies I don't know but um, definitely not the other James Mangold one but um, yeah so I, I didn't really oh I came into this without any real uh, like when I, I didn't look this up at all I didn't even really doesn't do an awful lot of reviews on it when it came out um, just because I don't tend to gravitate towards reviews of comic movies and you're right that I don't I don't have a massive love of them. Um I like the Christopher Nolan series. Um 
mainly because they feel like something slightly different than your standard comic book film. And I agree with you that I think not just that this film is is more interesting than your average comic book movie, but that it's dealing with a much more interesting subject matter. I think X-Men is more interesting. Um just even as what you were saying there, like it, it, the whole the whole theme of it, like whatever you can you can apply it to multiple things within like modern life and American life, but it fits well to so many things because it's a very interesting backstory. A lot of these characters are very interesting. Even like the whole Magneto um Doctor X thing is interesting. And obviously it's Professor X. Doctor X. What's Doctor X from? I think it's like some villain from another thing, just uh, uh, well, you know, they're all mingled in my head. But um uh yeah um <clears throat> i think it's funny like obviously we very briefly touched on the idea of the the western and uh like firstly i think that the when you're saying about genre and this film i think it's like it's it's western but obviously there's like a little bit there's sci-fi elements there as well it's a road and, movie as yeah, well yeah like they're i mean it's a very it's a very american film in a lot of ways as well because of the whole idea of the road movie and um Obviously, there's that kind of like, you know, relevancy of the topical immigration border elements of it as well. So I think there's an awful lot of different mashups of genres and styles going on here. And I think that <clears throat> it's really quite successful at mingling those elements. Is going back to the Western thing. Um, I think it was because like, we did talk about this very briefly about um, the kind of the future of the Western and the idea of it's um, being used within this film and yeah. i think it, the unforgiven it, it, episode, lend, yeah. it lends itself quite well i think um and i think it manages to adapt the kind of genre conventions of the different genres that it's picking um very effectively and mashing them in a way mashing sounds bad but it's it, it is like there's an awful lot of different things going on here as well as still no, without fan service or whatever but still paying dues to yeah. a character that has existed in comic book books for however long and then also within films for however long played by um, Hugh Jackman yeah and, you know what I mean and he this is, is their last saga he is say, Wolverine yeah. like you they cannot reboot this like come on now but I mean like we said that about Batman anyways um <laughs> uh yeah so like I thought of an awful, awful, awful a lot of films while watching this. Like, um, obviously, there's all the westerns, and you know, this film is inspired by Shane. I don't yeah. know if you knew that. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that, but it was. Um, yeah, like obviously, it's a said um, Children of Men, not in its style, but just in, in its sort of like um, not quite apocalyptic of this level. But it's that sort of deep into the future yeah. when something has died out and life is looking a bit grim, and yet you know the vehicles are slightly fancy, but. Um, yeah, and then I also thought of, like, um, Mad Max, definitely. Because yeah. there's, like, you know, there's an awful lot of car chases through, like, desert lands that are very kind of... Um, uh, I also thought, of, you know, there's a little bit of No Country as well in this. And um, I actually, I thought of Looper as well, strangely. Um, obviously, that's a bit more um, of just a sort of a straight sci-fi movie. But um, I don't know if, ultimately, this becomes anything more than a good mix of, of those things. Things. I think it's successful in what it sets out to do, but I, I don't think it's a great film. I think 
part of this the reason why I liked it. I mean, there are, there are other things that that I that kind of bother me, but not as sort of. The, I think the main reason why this didn't quite sit with me, maybe as well as, as it could have, because like straight up, I did enjoy this. Like it is. Okay. I mean, like well, straight up no, after like, like ten sorry. minutes. <laughs> no, but like seriously, I mean, like he yes, all the performances are great. Like Patrick Stewart and like his all his interactions, like obviously. Daphne Keane is Hugh amazing. Jackman. Hugh Jackman is great. She's great. Just, you know, he's fantastic. There is a, a bit too much of, you know, oh, I'm too old for this. Or, you know, like that. Yeah, but we can get to that in a minute. Um, and I think visually it's really interesting as well. This doesn't look like other superhero movies. And yeah. it doesn't look like... It almost made me think of like Hell or High Water or, you know, like that kind of like mid-budget... I mean, it's not about effects. It's about framing and the camera work and the performances and the blocking oh, yeah, and the it's productions. A and film and it, thing, it yeah. manages to have the kind of grit and sand and dirt and that you... It's very hard to, uh, I think, capture in um, digital. And I think sometimes the colour palette is a little... That's one of the elements that is quite sci-fi in this more than... Because obviously, like when you compare this to something like... Uh, Marvel movies which are so bright and clean cut and sh- you know, shimmery primary colours uh, but there are a few elements of this like that opening scene when he's in the car made me very much think of John Wick um, it's that <laughs> just with the lighting and the blues and the reds and very very like quick comment on that yeah the movie was inten- intended really to be black and white. That's why there's a lot of like streams of light and shit going in. Really? And he actually re- that he would really- have been a mistake. He actually released a version of black and white and it's amazing. Interesting. Like it's, So they it's, shot it to be graded. Like they both ways because like he knew that he wouldn't be able to release it the same way the uh, the Man Max Fury Road had the Chrome edition. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. This yeah. had the the, the oh, a black and white uh, vision, mean, but they okay, work okay. both ways. Okay, and I'd be Each version to... has a, a a strange, different yeah. feel to it, and both work amazing. It's a really it's good. A, it's there's certain yeah, it's, it's a it's a retro them. look to this, and not in a, a sort of a pastiche way of certain like with especially with um the kind of return to the 80s sort of visual style. Um, I think there's little moments of this that don't entirely, that just, they, they look like an awful lot of other things. But there are other parts of this that I think are quite, it's just, you don't see films like this anymore. Yeah. And that's exactly what people said about Hell or High Water because you watch it yeah. and you're like, don't make movies like this anymore. And this is kind of what that feels like. Um, but one of my main problems with, I think, Unforgiven was that I have no true love of the Western genre. Yeah. So whenever then you see a film that is like, um, not, you know, like has such reverence for it and is yeah. like, you know, reinventing it or whatever, it's like, I don't care yeah. <laughs> enough because I don't love that yeah. genre. You know what I mean? So it's, when I see these things in a modern context, it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. So kind of in the way of this where it's like, oh, it's taking the the Western themes and, and, and like adapting them to the and well not that's this was kind of more like that they're taking the superhero and adapting it to you know what I mean it's, it's sort of like interesting way that this is like put together I think but um that whole thing the whole where he's old and he's retired and he has to be dragged out of retirement and 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 like that's something that the idea of like superheroes aging and that's not new but that's why I called the 
the date of his year of birth. Okay. Because, like, that's the one of the aspects that I was going to see how much of not knowing, like, mythology per se of the movie would affect the enjoyability of the movie or getting it, let's say, or making kind of new. Is that the whole point of Wolverine is that... He, Wolverine. Is that Wolverine. of Logan is that he's immortal. Yeah. And he's... Well, be- yeah, because, like, in all the early movies, when they're all young, he's obviously... Like he you know, fought in World War Two and yeah, then yeah, World War One yeah. and so yeah, I kind of knew that. that. Yeah, it's not referred in the movie per se, uh-huh. but if you know the character, even from just watching the movies, never mind reading the comics and the TV show, etc. The great animated series from the nineties, the X Men animated, is that Logan before was like immediate healing. So straight in the first scene in the movie when he gets the. The bullet. He has to go to a yeah. No, I knew, and I knew get that the, the as well. Yeah. But also, is that the uh, the reason that he's already dying in the beginning of the movie is that his skeleton is made out of metal. He says that in the film, though, that he's slowly being poisoned by it. Yeah, and but, that's what's killing him. But it's because it doesn't belong to him. He it was put to him in the by the same people that created the the clone. Let's say created yeah, Laura. They, they say they do. that. Okay, yeah, they it's... do. No, that's pointed out because I did know that as well, and I didn't know that before. So oh, okay, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's like I, the I probably weird just titanium, uh, yeah, whatever uh, it is, adamantium. Yeah, yeah, whatever's in his bones. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I I knew that. I don't, I don't know if that really has any. It's but it's still the same. It's the same concept that he's. It's not necessarily. Well, he technically is. He's aging in the way that he's dying and becoming weaker in the way that people age. If you know what I mean. Like, but also so, mentally, it's it's. He's never been a superhero. That's the interesting thing of Logan. Yeah. Is that it's not. It's that every time that they have to. Like that, he has to do something in the yeah, movies or the comic. Yeah, out of a bar. Yeah it's, yeah, it's just that it's like <laughs> one more time that they do exactly the same. It's that he always like, it's oh, it, it follows the same steps as the original movie. Like the, the uh, it mimics that he gets involved with somebody that he doesn't want to get involved with because he knows that it's gonna be trouble in the sense that he's gonna have to do something. And then he finds himself like in this journey in a way for doing it. And the thing with all the people that he ends up caring for end up dying. And that's why like in this one it's like everyone, literally all the mutants that he knows except two are dead. But in the end he gives himself up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like even it's a journey of poignancy but it's because it's like even him like his nature because there's a lot of uh, one of the biggest topics of uh, this movie is about uh, your nature. Yeah. And the th- like, what do you have in you that you can change or not change? And the thing is that always been the case of Wolverine, or Logan, the, especially portrayed by Hugh Jackman, always great, even in the fucking terrible first Wolverine solo great, movie. Yeah. yeah, he's amazing. And But it's that sense that he looks at himself so badly that his nature is to do the right thing but he always thinks that because he has to think about it he saw people do it by nature he's he is like you can see that you know he's constantly riddled with guilt in the same way of that kind of character even in like unforgiven where it's like i've done bad things and you know like it's but like going back to what you were were saying there that that 
you know, I have sketchy knowledge of um, this. Um, and I think that that was enough to understand what was going on. But you kind of saying that, that really I probably would have needed more to really get it is kind of... It's sort of a flaw from my perspective, despite the fact that this does exist within a universe of movies. And that's fine, but, you know, I only watched this one. Yeah. So for it to fully... Realistically, then, it doesn't work as a film because it's yeah. not being... You know, well, you should it's... be able to go in... And, like, not, I'm not saying that, like, you know, it should have... It should have this whole kind of, you know, thing at the start with like, you know, you know, previously on Logan's life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. But at the same time, the way you're describing it, even like now that I know that context, doesn't make it any more interesting in my head. <laughs> I don't think if I'd watched all the other ones, I would have. It's like, it's good. And I like his character and I like the interactions. And I think, you know, like. What I like as well about his character is that, like, whether or not he's aging or dying or whatever, is that he looks awful. Yeah. Like, he looks properly bad. Like, and I had a really good high, I watched a really high quality version of this. Yeah. And, like, on a really big TV, and I was just like, whoa, Jesus. So that whenever people hit him, yeah. like, the fight scenes are very well choreographed as well in that it's not cartoon violence. It's like it, you feel every single hit, and whenever they say like you can't sustain any more blows, it's yeah. like you believe them because you know, he's destroyed. And it's he, they, 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 that shot when they take off his shirt after like the first encounter with the uh, with X twenty four, the you just see like his entire rib cage just like outside of his body kind of thing and just like breathing and you can see like the muscles and everything yeah it made me think of um like the sort of the reimagining of bond as well and how they made it that you know the fight seems seem real and that you know and that even daniel craig is is aging and he looks old now and that when there's heft to yeah and when he when he fights he looks like he's being hurt not you know like and not in a like oh you know like this is just gratuitous violence like in a, in a way that feels real which is that, that's a real strength because like it wouldn't be very easy for the you know them to pretty him up a bit but especially on the with the r rating that is not violence for the sake of violence it's no. just the fact that if you have claws and you're killing people as in other movies yeah. you should better like show what it means to do that to, yeah like, and as far as i'm aware they didn't really do that in the other movies because no, no 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 like, couldn't cause, yeah, because, yeah you're but, just kind of getting the like and then like a little bit of blood it'll be more than like you'd be punching somebody and then you know that he has the claws yeah, but you're so not, yeah you're not seeing it yeah yeah but there's I, an awful lot of like claws very visually like visibly going yeah. through heads yeah like this. they it just like yeah, the yeah, tips yeah, popping like... out of the top of the skull <laughs> but it, it, what i love about like the, there's also the... not that many like fucking gunfights in this because yeah. like gunfights are so boring and they're not uh very like ultra choreographed either is that everything is character based and that's why really uh, I should have mentioned why I really I love this movie is because it's character based but I think like I watched it with my mom that has like even less oh I watch it with my dad do. and my mom as well and they have no real concept of and the, the she series. loved it and it was just because straight away you get the, the because the script is brilliant I, f- I feel that it's one of the best because it does so much with so little time to to get across for somebody that can walk in without knowing, like even the line when Patrick Stewart, uh, uh, who has like Alzheimer's, so great. Like, I'm fucking dementia. ninety. 
<laughs> I'm a nonagenarian, <laughs> not an octogenarian. The, when the, uh, Logan goes, oh, I'm Logan, or something like, and he goes, I always know who you are. I just sometimes don't recognize you. Yeah. And it's like line after line after line that doesn't feel like somebody wrote a line going, oh, I wrote a good line. I don't need to write another yeah. good line. It just. It's a combination of dialogue and then the, great the performances, performances yeah. as well. Yeah. And it's like the feeling that they've been with those characters for 17 years. So yeah. they probably had a lot of input knowing James Van Gold of. Like, I don't need to say that. I can do that with a look kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even in the fight scenes, it's character-based. If you see his choreography versus her choreography, mm. it's like same end result. That they kill people, but it has different... Uh, even Like his, it's like he's doing for a cause. In the beginning, she's like just being feral. Yeah. And then when she's involved in cause, her choreography changes as well. And she and becomes more in awe of him as an actual parental figure. Yeah, like they than... have like the weird fucking like father-daughter team up at the end. They're, they're just her not like, talking. Going... Her not talking yeah. was a stroke of genius. She, like... <laughs> just on that, before going anywhere else, is that, you know, the scene when she beats the shit out of him in the car, like, you're going to take me to Canada yeah. or whatnot. <laughs> North that, Dakota. That that was the the scene that she the the, the auditions were like done, and yeah. it, when her round came in, that I, like finally after like going through the casting directors, the producer, or whatever, she's in the room with James Mangold and uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And usually, for those who haven't been in the casting room, usually if you're given two takes, usually you're given one take as an actor with no. Uh, direction you think yeah. and then one with direction <laughs> just to see how you take direction but with kids usually always give them direction to see where they're going kind of thing mm. and with her she did it under like james mangle's direction and it was like one thing and then she she asked can i improvise a bit and he goes yeah and then she just started hitting huge <laughs> <laughs> and they were like yeah we, we you got it you kid. got a kid yeah like the, the, the <laughs> one uh, uh, I have yeah. a question for you before Can anything I, else. Because, okay. Sorry. I just Go. wanted to say that one of my favorite moments for her is when they've originally gone to like their safe house and uh, they go into the house to like take her or whatever and she just comes walking out and then just throws the head of your man along <laughs> I laughed so hard I was like that's terrible that's so funny because she just casually strolls out and like rolls it along the ground she's just like and Sip. we kind of sells it as well as Boy Holbrook kind of just like <laughs> putting people between him and <laughs> okay. her okay I loved just final comment on performances <laughs> that I think that across the board all the performances are great yeah. but I really like Boy Holbrook who didn't like I don't know him like no he's in Narcos but I haven't seen it uh, I, and see I, I don't think I've seen him in anything uh, but like I I, he was good yeah I love it that he like the, the fanboy persona that he yeah, uh, yeah. he's clearly enamored to meet uh, Wolverine as well but it's also like a very clear very inspired uh, assassination of James no it's very inspired by um, Val Kilmer's performance in Tombstone which is a western obviously ah. who he plays Doc Holliday ah. so it's like uh, yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of like you know even by my darling Clementine it's like he's doing like w what if Doc Holliday decided to work for the bad guys really yeah and I think that's genius because he's so likable and you're like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, he's got a very good face, I thought. Yeah. yeah. And the, like even the facial hair, if you see like the pictures of Val Kilmer and Tombstone, like he has the same kind of like 
little mustache and like <laughs> little goatee in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it's like not hidden somewhere in there. So uh, I do have quite a few questions. So uh, we don't have to go into that much depth into each one to get through all of them, if that's okay. 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 First of all, what do you think of the decision of including Shane in the movie so prominently? Whenever I was watching it, when they get to the point where they actually watch it on the TV, I was like, oh no, <laughs> like, come on. And then like whenever it's sort of, they do the, it comes full circle and she like says the line at the end, which was kind of something that made me think of, um, oh, what is it? Were the kids reciting the words? Uh, my captain, my captain. No, it's something, but Stranger Things does uptake of it, but there's something else where the kids, but anyways, it, yeah. Um, but then afterwards, whenever I kind of like did a bit of research on it, most people don't seem to have like known what Shane was or yeah. and when it's on the TV, people are like, what's that? So maybe it's because I'd seen it and knew the reference and knew how heavily this was influenced by Westerns and kind of have that little bit of knowledge that maybe it felt like it was too much. Because yeah. I think that the, you know, the whole thing of where they go to the house um, with the, the family and like I like that little that little interlude like that you know like that kind of part of it and you're kind of like mm, you know and th- like and he goes and he saves them and that that whole sort of interaction although I love the kind of the weird sort of thing of like when they come back to the house and then the other people are showing up that was quite funny but um, I, I like that element of it and I you know it's just the thing on the TV I was like oh Jesus even though it's a funny scene because like they're sitting on the bed and there's like some very funny dialogue there and like even whenever Logan comes in and he's just like <laughs> you know it's like yeah. but I, and he has all like the little liquor bottles and stuff but it felt it felt like too much but I feel like you're now about to tell me why I'm wrong well like what I liked about it is that in a way uh, what the movie does a lot is play around with audience expectations and not only like the the first moment is like oh when he's crossing the border that you get like that he's a first name basis you're you're expecting he's gonna have trouble yeah and then like the fact that he he buys the wrong drugs because he can't see so he has to buy glasses (laughs) i love that super merchant is so good because he's just like it's fucking ibuprofen (laughs) (laughs) he's like a housewife like the like a 50s housewife like Like just hoovered (laughs) it's like don't kill yourself now i just hoovered like but like, in, his, in his own accent like, yeah. it's so great uh, Caliban as well it's like a great name for it like he's great and like the makeup is yeah. great but is the the first real moment that goes in is the car chase when they're they're gonna go through the fence and the car can't go through the fence <laughs> so you're kind of like okay but then it does it. go through the, the gate yeah like the, the the gate gets caught but it's kind of like you can imagine that happening kind of you know yeah. like that the physics of this world exist in that world kind of thing yeah so you're going along that way, but if you have Shane side by side that you're like that scene there on on when he's having dinner with the family and such that it's yeah. really mirrored with Shane. The what happens when he comes back? The entire family had like everybody in the family, the kid, the wife, yeah. and the, the guy had been killed. And it's that like when I started watching because I'm a big fan of Shane, that I was like oh, when Shout out to Malachi. Yeah, the when the, uh, the shuffle, 
uh, is the when the uh, he gets to the house. I thought that the film was gonna go to, in a different direction because of that. I, like even though I knew that oh, this movie is playing with audience expectations, <laughs> it's like okay, this is gonna be the moment that like they they bring them along and it's like showing humanity kind of thing, whatever. Yeah, and but ultimately only, going there killed them yeah killed them and only killed them it kills <laughs> professor x in the most like yeah. and it shows that it's like yeah like you he really didn't think deserve that you death. really think he's not gonna die as well you're like no no oh no but then they just, bury him but, but, oh. and before him as well it's like kind of like he's gonna have a horrible death because he's kind of like decaying as he yeah. gets older having well it's described in the movie like a mind that has become a weapon of mass destruction with the caesars yeah that like in this he dies after like a perfect evening so even mm. though the horrible thing is that he thinks logan did it without any excuse yeah and it's just it's so sad the moment that like i remember leaving the that film uh watching it in cinema with a friend and he was like oh i hate it how professor x died and it's like it's you meant to hate it you meant to go like he deserved better but like it's you're kind of right though because he's so happy and he's like yeah. lying on the bed and he's just like he's like don't wake her you yeah. know it's like this was you know because it was that the family and like him remembering the family that they had and the little anecdote about the school and everything like his little family of music chuck uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like even that scene when the, they bump into the like the he starts playing by ear the the where <laughs> he's like oh he's my dad or whatever that it feels like natural the other movies who go like to the audience we know we're not chucking whatever yeah. that is. like it's just but going back to the western thing is that i think that it plays with audience expectations and the use at the end is great because it's the only words of heft that she knows yeah so she just uses them because it's the only thing that she, she can no read other, that has yeah. any heft and i think it says so much of her character there that she wants to give a tribute to him but at the same time is the passage of violence from uh, that Shane leaves in a way mm. so the kid doesn't have the history of violence anymore he, like there's he no more goes. guns in the there's, valley yeah. There, yeah and there's no like you don't know if he lives or dies or it's like yeah he, because he might have been shot or not yeah but in this because he stays with her and she becomes part of the violence is that the, the cycle hasn't been broken yeah. it's like what will become a Lara? Like, will she be have she the same demons, Eden, or, or yeah. yeah, or will she have the same demons that he does? Because he does say that it's like every killing means something. She's that killed it, so many yeah, already at this age. So I think that it, it really, especially the second and third time watching it, yeah. that it really like. I think it's a little bit on the nose, but at the same time, is that it? It is, but at the same time, not acknowledging it would have been like. Oh, we're trying to yeah. sell it as our own kind of thing, you know? No, I, I don't know if it would have felt felt like like that necessarily because I feel like it's very respectful, but also doing. I think it, it's almost like <laughs> say something terrible. More successful than Unforgiven is, um, <laughs> but at, at the same time, it is sort of having that thing of like very like pointing out the sort of like the the because even the whole thing of like having the comic books which i really really liked that yeah. he's just there with like, the fucking comic books that was you know? the, the my next question what oh. do you think of the inclusion of the comic books because that that could have come out very oh yeah like, definitely kind of definitely thing. could have but um i think that it works on several levels i think like and most pointedly um as 
well, I suppose it's like pointing out that like, you know, this is just a story and this this is not that story. You know, like just exactly what he's saying. But then also in the way of that, like, this is not your standard comic movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like we're just, you know, going by the, you know, the, the fan service or whatever, or like the bright and shiny. And then we have like, oh, there's the villain. Oh, big thing at the end. Oh, nobody dies. It's like, this is not that. And then, yeah, like it's, I think it's the way they're brought in like that they're there in the her room and then like him you know really directly just being like this is shit <laughs> you know and then like whenever seeing the 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 number like the coordinates yeah <laughs> he's just he's so great like <laughs> i love him like he's um, just at the bar drinking or something fuck's sake. It's like, <laughs> oh so much cursing in this i love it um <laughs> yeah i think i think it really it could have been terrible, and I like I, I don't think that the Shane thing is terrible, but it's just like you know, just slightly, mostly because I think otherwise it 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 works the incorporation yeah. of you know that film and then the into this like quite directly in many ways. I think it does work, and that's what I was saying earlier about like that it's mixing the genres and even like the sort of like dystopian sci-fi nature of it. It's all working very much together and even like the the in the the art department and the production design and everything of how like what you're saying about like his mustache and everything it's like everything is just slightly modernized yeah you know what i mean as if like it's 20 whatever year this is and you know this is almost like that it's back in fashion in the way of like in looper that they wear ties because yeah. it's like this weird throwback thing you know what i mean it's like the the I think that this is managing to do all those things very, very well. And the use of Shane is done very well, I yeah. think. But that was just like... Yeah. But the comic book thing is what I, why I really, really like this movie. The, yeah. You know how we talk about all these layers and stuff that has like different layers. meanings? The, with <laughs> you the never talk about that. What are you talking about? With the comic book one, it's like that you have like you for the, for the initiated, let's say, that you throw it out kind of thing. Yeah. There you go. And then... Also, the if you know the comic books and you know like Logan's history and a line that he says that very briefly is like a dude in spandex decided to glorify what we did is that it, he's hinting that Cyclops wrote the comic books. And that's why Cyclops is the main character in all the comic books. Uh... But, what, but glorifying like that if they did like save like something like as a cop show like a military and then you have gi joe kind mm. of thing you know like that kind of linkage but also the fact of the coordinates is that there was all the cyclops before dying then always had a plan of having like an eden mm. that he might be an eden maybe because if he wrote those coordinates and then somebody else picked them up and that actually exists there's like a little place to go kind of thing is that he always like planted the the idea of of doing that like almost like a um the uh, underground railway in america which brings back to the idea of race that uh, these yeah. movies always have so it's like this thing that it always it, it, it creates it creates meaning on top of meaning on top of meaning it's that I love. It's kind of kind another of tie back as well, though, to um, Assassins of Jesse James yeah. because of the, the, the stories. The penny stories, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like how he, they're so dismissed because it's like, you know, none of this is real. It's like a heightened version of what really happened. And, and it's also... The idealizing of these stories and the characters and, 
like by and then even just the fact that like the the Boyd Holbrook um like the fact that uh he's younger as well yeah. that it's very like pointed like that he probably was reading the comic books yeah at the time yeah, yeah exactly and hence why he's so like oh you know like excited i've been waiting to meet you like not just because it's part of his evil plan but you know and how everyone has this sort of rever- reverence when yeah. they meet wolverine you know that it's like oh you know even though you're shit now <laughs> it's like yeah the other thing that the comic books does that is like quite clever by Fox and the directors is that they're able to have the cake and eat it too. That not only that the film is set like in a future world, is that in this way it could almost say that the movies and uh, the previous movies existed in the alternate world of where the comic books are, and this is like an alternate universe. Yeah. So if Hugh Jackman had decided to not hang the boots or the claws, let's say. Mm. he could, could have, have gone back, back in. and stuff yeah. but like him and Patrick Stewart decided like after watching no, the movie no, said no, like this no, is a perfect no, no, kind no. of uh, oh my god if goodbye they, no, to if they like it would just ruin the ev- oh, like it would just ruin Jesus, everything no. okay so next question um, I don't even care about the thing and I wouldn't want that to happen um, well this is not yeah it's a question but like really short this one is like how much of the plot of how the mutants were phased out did you catch because everything is really in the background for this and i only saw it the second time really nope <laughs> you didn't catch it uh i'm thinking like whenever they're at the no i don't know i like it's, uh, no because richard grant says that he stops it in a way to uh to that he stopped it to be able to control it mm. he stopped like natural mutation to happen so he could create his own mutants can i kind say of something thing. briefly Sorry. about richard e grant yeah i like him but, but you didn't the, like him in this movie i said the character was like well just dr evil kind of thing yeah it was like he just sort of appears and he's like making my own mutants um, but like the uh, like I thought the younger guy as yeah. his sort of stooge is that was a more fun interesting character than he just being like Doctor Evil. Like he actually had a, like a relationship with Laura and stuff that you see in the in the videos, which by the way are ridiculously well shot with, for mm. somebody that is shooting <laughs> shooting them like in hiding. That's always, like, a, that's always a thing. <laughs> um but like really it's the the corn that you see like even in the ads and the trucks and everything and then when the, he's like walking through the cornfield with your man saying that they're like genetically modified and stuff yeah is that because everybody just eats this corn because obviously overpopulation or whatever dystopian future yeah is that that stops mutation the same way like like oh you know, he says the corn, corn syrup yeah, yeah 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 that like they just eat corn syrup and it's like this other layer of like co- corporate evil but it's so little so they like just slowly died out but next question hmm. it is said by many critics i believe erroneously in many times that uh, a superhero movie lives and dies by the strength of its villains mm-hmm. considering the boy holbrook is interesting but he's not really like somebody that you would be scared of let's say you mm. know and then you have X twenty four, who's the 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 clone, who doesn't really have a personality, and then yeah. you have the the and you doctor. You kind of throw it in there, and it's kind of interesting, but. Well, what do you think of the, of, like, 
does it work with the villains that this movie has or do you think that it, it required stronger villains or stronger villains or like more time with the villains I think probably more time because Richard E. Grant is obviously great and I think the idea behind it is good and I think it's it's like whenever you see uh, the nurse in the hospital the weirdly well shot uh, um that whole sequence is really interesting and like almost scary when you see the children and how they're being treated and everything because you feel a connection to her and to Laura whereas then whenever you kind of see him interacting with them it's kind of like you don't really spend very much time with him and he's just sort of like you know creating mutants for the fucking because he's evil and I don't know like maybe if I watch it again I'd get a bit more from him but he comes into it late enough and (laughs) despite the fact that I like whenever they come crashing into the whole scene at the farmhouse or whatever it still kind of ruins it because it feels like it's coming from another it's oh it's a superhero movie again you know what I mean like that like this whole thing's coming in and you're like no you know like it but I love X-24 as a villain which like because he is what Logan could have been because he's a weapon. Logan was developed as a weapon and so was Laura. Yeah. So it shows the difference what they said about like that you can't nurture that he's rage rage but he doesn't say that to Laura or Logan if that's what they should hear. Yeah. You know that they believe because they were created as weapons that they're that's all they'll ever be. be. And that's what I love of him being that, that, that he looks like just a slightly younger version of himself, but just with the rage, without the heart that he earned by yeah, losing. Yeah, it's and not it, just that he's younger, he's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like the same, but he's just... It's just that he hasn't had what he has, that he thinks that the ba- the worst part of his life has been loving people and then losing them. Mm. But that's what made him understand humanity and like being what well, being good actually means you know uh yeah what do you think of the the like what you call it not only the 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 genre bending let's say but as a character piece do you think it works because i think that th- this movie survives because as a character piece and do you think that it is drowned out by the rest and it just has moments or do you think that it is like the spine of the movie and the rest is like bones no Hugh Jackman is the spine of the movie like not just because he's in every frame but because he his character is so apparent in everything he's doing like not just in his like the things he says and his mannerisms and his face and everything all the time and like it's the same of his relationship with all the other key players like with her she like her entire past and everything is on her little face and like Patrick Stewart obviously as Patrick Stewart which is part of the reason why the villain doesn't really work because he doesn't feel no. real or developed or so I think that it in the end it is almost successful because <laughs> but then again it's also a problem because the villain isn't really in it that much so <laughs> like really like Richard E. Grant isn't in this very much but I don't think he's the main villain I think that the main villain is X-24 and in the same level it's that it's not a movie. That's why I said that it erroneously goes in. It's that usually then you otherwise... I don't think think you should ever say that anything lives and dies by anything. But I think that it's important 
important. I, I like. I think it's. I think it's more relevant in other superhero movies where they are much flimsier than this is. Where even their source material is much flimsier than this is. Where the bad guy something like Iron Man two or something. Uh, yeah, but like even the Batman. Within that we, the, we within to. this, like there there is an, a lot surrounding the villain, but it's just it's not. It doesn't quite land, and when. Other things are done so well, it feels just lacking. Yeah, but it's the problem with the like with other superhero movies, and I think that it's just. A, I'm not gonna change my mind on this. It's like <laughs> it's the problem, with, in particular, Batman movies, because they he has like the best rogue gallery of villains in any superhero uh, kind of series. Yeah, is that the villains are always the most in- interesting part of that movie. Yeah, because they're given the time. Because you also have to develop each, like you have to have the beginning, middle, and end of that character in in that movie. While the main hero, you don't need to develop because you're like the beginning at least because you know who Bruce Wayne is. Mm. You know who Batman is. You like you see Dark Knight, who is the most interesting person, Bruce Wayne or yeah, yeah. or the Joker. <laughs> Or, like, even Dark Knight Rises, Bane and Talia Ghul are far more interesting than Bruce Wayne in that. And Batman Begins, like, does a fairly good job of that. But then the villain, again, is fairly no. not there. <laughs> like, the villain in the first one is terrible. I don't really like Batman Begins, though. Yeah, like, Razal Ghul, like, Liam Neeson is barely in the movie. Yeah, and then, great, like, Killian like... Murphy is really interesting, but it gets really undersold, like, yeah. for the ending kind of thing. But then you watch like fucking the Tim Burton Batmans and all that shit. It's the same. It's always like Danny DeVito's the Penguin or whatever. Is that there's never like a movie that you give a shit about Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent. Yeah. You give a shit about Superman. You don't give a shit about Clark Kent. You never give a shit about the actual character of the thing because of how superhero movies have been made since Superman the movie. Yeah. The Lex Luthor is more interesting than Superman. And this breaks the mode to do it the other way around and i think it works that way that it's like uh, you can do both i'm sorry if not no if you can't like whereas something is like the antagonist for the whole fucking thing like the reason why he has to come back out of retirement or Richard... whatever no like he is like the 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 face of it let's say yeah but like <laughs> you can't under de- like overdevelop one and then like that 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 is somehow better than overdeveloping the other. Either in both of those scenarios, one thing is underdeveloped, so that's not great. <laughs> like you know, like but I you don't can't, think that you... it is something of like under overdevelop. I don't think that in intention yeah, well, that, or that, necessity. That's what it that felt. It that's what developed. it felt. That's what it felt like for me. And I think the film would have been better if he okay. had it been more interesting. Okay, just as a final thought before we get into favorite things, is that like I knew the um, some way this movie is built as a good boy to they them performing those characters. Yeah. So there's some fan service in that way, but not in the way of we're gonna do it because not fitting in the movie the way that it's fit kind of thing. Yeah. So because I knew that I'll I'm always gonna like this movie more than you would because. I love these characters and I like 
seen all of the X-Men movies. Oh, I didn't for... realize that you were that into that series. Yeah, like it's uh, w- w- like since watching the the animated series. Oh, this series is why you're so fucking defensive. Okay. <laughs> no, no, like I understand. I don't think that it's like just defensive on on, on, no, no, on no, it. No, like no, because like for like, yeah, there's some of the movies in the series are completely yeah. indefensible. But you do but... you come into it with you come into it with that love, you know. And also the thinking That's that okay. where it fits in the in the series of movies, mm. it, it just like works so well. But is that like. There was so much to talk about in this movie. Like I had other things that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't get around to. But, like, uh, but in the sense of being easy to talk about it, because it's like it's down in the movie, like embedded enough in the movie that it feels natural to the story progression in a way. Even though perhaps in your point of view, the the Shang thing was a little bit too out there, but it still feels like its own thing like the even though it's a mishmash of all these genres and it's doing its mishmash well though like incredibly well it feels like a complete piece of work you know unlike a lot of movies that are a lot simpler than this yeah and it doesn't feel its own thing or completed as for the lack of a better word a thesis of what it wanted to do you know yeah so what's your favorite thing Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't pick anything else. Like, oh, is there other great things in this? But like Hugh Jackman, he's just so great. And he's one of those people that I like forget about. And then I see him and things, and I'm like, I love him. He's great. And like, not just great. Like, I'll pick him is next. No. No, I don't even care if that's your birthday pick. I'm not watching that fucking movie. Um. <laughs> I haven't even watched it. And you're already judging it. Sorry, the huge app when you don't what, even know that he's what, um, in things and you... Then I, then I see him and I'm like, ah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot I love him. Um, not just because he's like super charismatic and obviously very handsome. Um, but he's just, he's very, he's a great screen presence yeah. and a great actor. He's nice to watch, but is also has range and, you know, he's just, he's that perfect kind of combination of, of things that you... Uh, what was your favorite thing? Well, like I think the performances in general, because I don't think that like just like the the family units are so important in this movie, and also mm. like nature, like the we were discussing, and I think that uh, his performance would always work because it's a great performance. But I think that without having like bouncing back and forth between yeah the other, yeah yeah, and it shows how good she is mm. because if she can't fucking in the car do... whenever she's just like you're coming with me and he's like oh you can speak now can you <laughs> that's great even though she's the the only one of the, the kids with a fucking spanish accent <laughs> all the other kids like learn proper american english like mm. in, the, in the place but like i'm just gonna make the, the main one well they had Mexican. to get like their billy barry kids that do those roles you know um <laughs> the billy and barry yeah all from dublin four um <laughs> But like Stephen Merchant as well, it's great. Yeah, so I did not realize. Yeah. I was like, "Who is that?" Then I tried to say, well, "Even when he commits suicide, he's like, beware of the light." Oh, and I love like... that <laughs> in his accent, which we will not do. Um, nope. Um, <laughs> what was your least favorite thing? Uh, my least favorite thing uh, in the movie is shit. I should have thought of this before this. 
like I, I don't think that it's a flawless film okay like uh, when I when I said that it's like it's a more complete movie in itself is that I think that you can show this Batman is far more iconic than than Wolverine okay so you could stop laughing at my pronunciation <laughs> of Wolverine I know that I said it like two million times you're gonna laugh during editing as well but is that we don't like the way the Superman or Batman are just iconic. Logan is not. Yeah. In the same way. And I think that those movies so get carried much a more lot. interesting. Yeah. And he manages to do the like, I'm so tortured by my past. Like, so much better than like whenever they have to go and get fucking Bruce Wayne from like, you know, the prisoner. Yeah. No, where is he in the third movie? He's in the prison again, isn't he? And it's like, uh-huh, I'm so angry tonight. Well, like, like in the beginning, oh. he's just uh, moping around his mansion. Oh, like, yeah, as, that as well. Uh, like, like Howard Hughes kind of thing. But I'm so rich and sad. Make I some th- friends. I think that the ending might have been a little bit too big. But at the same time, I love how when it, it begins like the chase and he takes the drugs and you know they're gonna run out the uh like it does go on a while like yeah but like it's incredible but what i love that is the in a way i liked it but i didn't like it in another way is the when i was in the cinema watching it um the whole audience like people that just went to watch a comic book film mm. like perked up by this moment that it's like oh he's gonna go rage mode finally a comic book movie yeah and then it just runs out of steam and it's quite quickly like, really not that yeah like because it's, uh, it's great that way but i think the probably the 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 villains probably be the the biggest problem in the movie but i don't think that is uh, an issue with development per se mm. i just think of more linking the uh uh Wolverine and X-24 being uh, one and the same but two different animals per se. Yeah. And how like animalistic he becomes more and more as he should grow older kind of thing. So I liked it. Um, but I think it could have been done better. Okay. Well, that's mine as well, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, no, like, like I did really enjoy this, but I just, you know, I'm not, I'm, was never going to be as high on this as you were. Like, I what enjoyed were your it. expectations before coming into it, like without like n- having that I much. I probably of liked it as much as I thought I was going to. Like, I knew that I wasn't going to love it. I knew yeah. that, but when it started as well at the same time, and I kind of got into it, but I was like, I oh, know, I'm, I'm enjoying this film's company. Yeah. But when it ended, I wasn't like, Meh. I was just like, ah. Oh. Oh, yeah, like, that's fine I'll probably never watch that again but I liked it I think it's a <clears> great <throat> movie but I think it's a better script perhaps than a movie because it does so much it's a so good movie it's not a thing. great movie Ricardo it's a great movie no. like for for like what we were talking before about what like makes a movie like good or great or whatever is that you judge for what it is and what it's trying to do mm. and I think that it achieves everything that sets out to do greatly and the problem is like if you is that you can't compare this to something like Apocalypse Now or something you know that is like striving for something greater yeah but I don't think that there is anything that this movie set out to do that failed that it failed like even the the, the issue the, the your least favorite thing doesn't really derail the movie in a huge way <laughs> so I think it's a great movie so okay okay <laughs> <sighs> 
So that was Logan or Wolverine. Um. <laughs> uh, what's next week's movie, Orla? Uh, next week's movie is Love is Strange from 2015, I think. I'm not entirely sure. But, uh, 2014, I believe. Quite possibly, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing hopefully another depressing movie because Yay! we're in a row, Orla. Where can they find us? Uh, they can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, on Twitter, at The Rec Game, uh, on email at TheRecommendationGame at gmail.com, on the Mixcloud of Dublin Digital Radio, and if you want to support independent radio like this in Ireland, Ireland uh, <laughs> you can uh, donate to the Dublin Digital Patreon like I did last week, which is this week. I was Harlan McNeilis. I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>